0: I'm Adam Petris. And I'm Hale Hentges. And today on Chalk Talk, we're talking with Cincinnati Bengals defensive end Jeffrey Gunter, who has just wrapped up his rookie season in the NFL and is spending the week with us here in Zebra Land as an extern. Jeffrey, thank you so much for being with us here today at Zebra and across the Zebra Nation. Um, appreciate having you on. Yes, sir,
1: man. Thank you all for having me. I'm honored to be here, and, you know, it's, it's great being all of you guys.
2: Awesome. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. And before we dig into why you're spending a week working at Zebra, can you please talk about your first year in the NFL? Was it everything you ever dreamed it would be?
1: I mean, the NFL. You know, every kid when they're growing up wants to be in the NFL. You know, wants to be a athlete. You know, I had the blessing and opportunity to live it um, for a year, and it's been outstanding. Uh, all the people I've gotten to meet, from guys like Joe Burrow to Joe Mixon and guys like that, now took me under their wing, and you know. Really helped me along and, you know, I had an outstanding time. We made it deep in the playoffs, you know, playing against Patrick Mahomes and stuff like that was outstanding too. So, you know, I'm living a dream. Hopefully I can live
2: it a little bit longer, man. Awesome. Yeah. And it's, it's a great time to be a Bengal. As you've said, you all have had a lot of success here in the past couple of years and everyone's looking forward to you continuing that success. But, you know, you said something very interesting where, you know, Almost every little kid or a lot of little kids out there had that dream of playing in the NFL. So let's talk about when you were little. What or you know, was it a, certain, a situation or a player that made you want to play football in the first place? Where did that love of the game come from?
1: Uh, I'm not going to lie. When I was a kid, I didn't really watch cartoons. I watched NFL Network. <laughs> so of the TV for hours and just watch stuff like America's Game and, you know, old NFL games. And it got to the point where I could, like, if you named a team from 1974 and gave me a year, I could rattle off players, statistics, all that stuff. I just, as soon as I saw it, I, I fell in love with the game. And I remember uh my mom always tells this story. If I all get a chance to talk to her, she'll tell you. But I was five years old, and I told my mom I'm going to the NFL. And at the time, I was this scrawny kid, long arms, big head, you know, hasn't grown to his body yet. But at five, I knew I wanted to go to the league. So I don't, I don't think it was a single player or a single moment. I was just always attracted to the game, and it just worked out for me, you know?
0: That is fantastic and awesome, uh, and you're absolutely right. A- any kid that grew up with a love for football wanted to be a-, a football player in the NFL, and congratulations to you on achieving that dream. And not only a dream, but, man, also talk about a rookie season, you know, joining the Cincinnati Bengals under Joe Cool that whole team and the run that you guys had uh, certainly you guys are going to come back competitive next year so but let's talk about the story to get to the NFL you know i read a story about you that said you were overlooked underrated under recruited and this is just coming out of high school and now looking yeah. back now do you feel like everything happened for a reason that you landed exactly where you were supposed to be in college and have the opportunities to stand out and capture the national attention I mean,
1: uh, when I was younger, I was really, really skinny.
0: So playing defensive end at
1: like 185, I didn't get a lot of looks. Um I actually played safety my entire life until like my senior year of high school. So just making the transition from the box to the sky, not a lot of, not a lot of college, uh, you know, teams were looking at me just because of my size. And, you know, I was lucky enough to get one offer from Coastal Carolina. They were my only D1 offer at the time. And, you know, it just fit like a glove and, um You know, a lot of teams did overlook me, but it just fueled the fire. You know, I I always had to prove myself, and you know, just getting to coastal and just having that motivation, that drive, it pushed me to another level. And you know, I was able to do a lot of good things in college, but that that disappointment of not getting recruited by any of the North Carolina schools or not getting that many offers really fueled me. So I I wouldn't be here today without you know that that trial and that tribulation. You know,
2: absolutely, yeah, that's well said. And like you said, I I like how you said that you use that as motivation to uh, play out in your favor. And do you think that that motivation, that drive really helped you make an immediate impact at Coastal Carolina?
1: Yeah, I was determined. Like I got there a semester early. Like I graduated high school uh, in December rather than, you know, when everybody else did. And I was determined. I was determined to gain weight. I was determined to get on the field and like, you know, they were telling me, you we're probably going to register you, but I wasn't trying to hear any of that. My, my goal was to play and make an immediate impact. And that's exactly what I did. I was able to start against, you know, a P5 team in Arkansas. And I, you know, it gave me a lot of confidence that they had, you know, that much faith in me to put me in there. And I just took it around with it, you know?
0: No, I love that. You know, and it reminds me and for all of our listeners here, right? You know, whether or not they're, they're driving home or taking an office break. Um, we all go somewhere and we want to perform right even here if you take you know you're new to zebra you come in to deliver results that's what it's all about you work hard you want to be recognized and then have those opportunities be created and that's certainly what you have done for yourself so congratulations to you for again getting yourself through college into the draft and now here you are today so tell me about this um and this is where Hale can come in as well, but I wonder, you know, how was your draft experience? Tell, tell our listeners what that was like. Was it a nerve wracking experience? You know, was it in your head that someone, you know, telling you that you're a to sure shoe in it's going to happen rounds go by and then ultimately you get drafted. What was that like? On um, the draft process,
1: looking back on it, it was really cool. At the time it was pretty stressful because, you know, at the combine, everybody you talk to is uh they, they hold your future in their hands. You know what I'm saying? Um, but draft day was really, really fun. My entire family came to the house. We had like a big cookout. Um, my friends from college came and it was a long day because I didn't get picked until like the seventh round. But, you know, I I, I, I feel my dream of being drafted. My family was super happy for me. And it was it was like a dream. Once I heard my name, every emotion that I had was just let out. I, I let a big scream go. I was running around my neighborhood. Uh my entire neighborhood heard me like we were playing music like it was it was really a big party and i, I wish i could
0: go back and live again man it was great that was no doubt a special day, day. that's really awesome
2: yeah that's yeah. awesome well said and i think everyone here can emulate that or, or empathize, empathize with you about how it feels to want something so bad right and to work your whole life to see a dream come to fruition and you know just you to be able to experience that right like even if you play 15 years in the NFL, which we all hope you do, right? Or you play, you know, five or, or three, however long that is, like that's just an amazing achievement and that shouldn't be discounted at all. So congrats to you on that. And I can, I can, uh, you know, certainly. Uh, emphasize with that because I was in that same boat it's a long three days and you know I can just remember every phone call that you get you know I had a couple people saying you know we're either going to draft you here in this round or we're going to draft this guy we're either going to draft you in this round or we're going to draft this guy I think that same thing happened to me like two or three times and ultimately I didn't get drafted but that ended up playing out in my favor because I could kind of take some you know picks and choices on where I wanted to go. So that ended up being good. But the whole message of that is everyone's got a different path to the NFL. And just the opportunity that you have is is amazing. So congrats on that. And, you know, speaking of opportunity, you had a stellar rookie year uh, and you're spending some great offseason time at Zebra for an externship. So kudos to you for investing in your future.
0: So, Jeff, tell me, when it came to coming over to to Zebra for the externship, you know, what brought your attention or what did you know about Zebra? before you started
1: um really the only thing i knew about zebra was the uh the john mcbarco scanner i think that's what everybody knows um <laughs> but as, as i did more research and stuff i was able to realize that y'all are y'all got a hand in pretty much everything you know and it's it's really cool that y'all are such a big company and that y'all y'all have such a far outreach and um i, I don't know i just want to be a part of it i just wanted to learn and see what y'all could teach me so i'm here
2: Awesome.
0: Well, the Zebra Nation would agree with you there. And certainly, you know, you're right. We started off uh, 50 years ago as a barcode company. Now today we're buying robotics companies, computer visioning. And yeah. uh, we're very much every every day a part of the national fabric of how people interact in stores and retail, merchandising, logistics, healthcare, government, uh, sports and entertainment. So it's it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it is really cool, man. Y'all, y'all are a great company, bro. And everybody here, too.
2: So. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you for that, Jeffrey. And I'll just comment briefly on how I was in your shoes two years ago. Um, like I was saying before we started this podcast to Jeffrey, I was our second NFL turn, uh, and Jeffrey is our fourth and we're very honored to have him and, you know, just the ability to let him learn, you know, a little bit about different industries. And, uh, I think for me, that was really something after my time here was done, uh, you know, a week or so that I spent learning from Zebra, I really thought to myself, you know, this is something I want to be a part of full time. Uh, and I, I ultimately ended up ending my NFL career at that point, um, for a few reasons, part of it being family related as I had, uh, my son on the way and my wife and I were trying to, you know, lay down our roots somewhere. So it, it was a good time for me to get out. Uh, but the the message for everyone is that you never know when life will present an opportunity. And to me, Zebra was the perfect company for me because I wanted to stay connected with sports. I wanted to be in the technology industry. And I wanted to be in a fast-growing company that cared about its employees. Uh, and that's, that's everything that we have here at Zebra. So to me, the stars kind of aligned. And I actually ended up, interviewing for uh, an inside sales role that I'm still in to this day. So uh it was a great time for me. And we're not asking Jeffrey to do the same thing. I hope he continues to play for a very long time. But the whole point of that is, you know, Zebra is a great place to learn and to grow for our athletes as second career. So um I just wanted to add my two cents to that and give an explanation that, you know, we we all will welcome Jeffrey as soon as he's done playing football. Uh, whenever that would be, so uh speaking of that right i uh, uh have put family first, as I just mentioned, and you know that was really something that I tried to do and uh, I want to talk about a situation where you really embodied that, and you did that, and you switched colleges twice and sat out a season to be able to help your mom during some tough times. Uh, not many people would be so selfish, especially when you're chasing your dream, your lifelong dream, and that speaks a lot to your character and who you are. Have you found that people have fully supported your decisions along the way, whether it's been coaches, teammates, family? I mean, that's got to have to have been a tough decision. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I mean, the, the situation was my mom was going through a, you know, a pretty bad divorce, and you know, she needed help taking care of my little brother and my little sister. And the college I ended up transferring to was about four minutes from my house. So I was just able to you know, help raise them, help her do all that stuff. And um, when I left Coastal originally, I mean, it was some backlash, like people were mad at me. But I mean, you can't really argue with my reasoning. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I just want to be that with my family. Um, but when I left NC State to go back to Coastal, that's when I got a whole lot of backlash. Because NC State fans are kind of rowdy, you know? Um, but I just feel like family always comes first. My mother's my best friend. My little brother's like my son. I, I talk to him every day. And... My little sister, you know, she's everything to me. My family needs absolutely everything. And, you know, I had to be there for them. So sitting out a year was nothing. Like I didn't want to, of course, but you know, if it meant that they were smiling, if it meant that they were in a better situation, I was going to do it because, you know, I wouldn't be here without them. So anything to do with them, I'm, I'm all, I'm all set toes, you know?
0: Well, I love that. And, you know, they say good things happen to good people. And, uh, certainly we're rooting for you and we're, we're glad where you are today. But you know up until this this point, you know for our listeners, you know what for you has been the biggest life lesson you've learned on your journey to this point? The work will always show um I think that's the biggest thing that
2: you know I've learned uh so far um you know if you put in the work and if you're constantly
1: getting better, if you're constantly improving, if you're always looking for an opportunity to, uh you know to improve and 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 learn, you know the work will always be there it may not be today, it may not be when you want it to. But eventually, you're going to get an opportunity to showcase your skills. And, you know, just patience is always a big thing for me. And, you know, just being in the league, you know, you got to win a shot. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm doing right now. And, you know, I'm just, you know, hopefully I can uh, show the world what I can do. You know?
0: Yeah. You know, Hale, I think our listeners, you know, from Zebra Nation are are thinking the same thing. The fact that it's actually true. You know, the the work will show. And if you put in that work... And on our side of the house from whether it's sales or engineering and you're putting the hours in and you're doing the groundwork, uh, those results will eventually show themselves. You know, there are variables outside everyone's control, but at the end of the day, you know, management executives, they know the people who are putting in the work. So well said, Jeffrey, well said.
2: Absolutely. And speaking of that same, uh, you know, in that same kind of vein, um, how do you, or what advice would you give? Because as, as Adam said, you know, there, we have a lot of zebra listers out there, a lot of employees who come from all different backgrounds and, uh, who are all in different situations. You know, what would you say to people who feel like they're being overlooked or they're not giving a fair shake or, you know, maybe they, they are better than someone else in their position, but they just need a better, need an opportunity to be seen. Right. Like how did you make sure that you were seen, whether it was at coastal Carolina or NC state or with the Bengals, like how are you standing out?
1: Um I actually have a mentor. His name is Sam Hubbard. Um, yeah. He recently spoke about this uh not too long ago. And I was telling him like, Oh, you know what I'm saying? I just feel like I'm not given an opportunity and what he told me was, you know, you can never, you can never, you know, what I'm saying control what you can't control. You only can control the controllables. And if I had to give anybody advice, it's, you know, what I'm saying put yourself in the best situation to succeed. You know, what I'm saying you might be overlooked, you might, you know, what I'm saying have a shadow over you. But at some point, you're gonna get a chance, you're gonna get an opportunity, and you just gotta keep working, and you gotta take advantage of it when it comes. Um, I know how it feels to be overlooked. I know how it feels to be an underdog. And it's not a great situation to be in, but let that being overlooked drive you. Let that, you know what I'm saying, situation you're in be fueled to your fire so that when you do get the chance to shine and when you do get the chance, you know, show what you can do, you're in the spot and you're not going to lose it. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I've done throughout my life. And that's, you know, what I teach my kids is you can't control the situation you're in, but you control how you handle it. And, you know, if you put your best foot forward, eventually it'll show, like I said before.
0: Yeah, and that's absolutely true. And that, that's a message that, uh, you know, I, I share with my kids as well and, and to any team. You've got to go that route. All right. So, hey, before we let you get back to work here at Zebra, Jeffrey, you know, I'm curious. Have you had a chance to check out the NFL's next gen stats, uh, program and their website? Uh, and of course, as you know, Zebra is the proud, uh, provider of the real time player tracking and ball tracking for the NFL. But have you had a chance to take a look at any of that? Uh, my homies send me stats all the time. I didn't, I, that's crazy.
1: I didn't know y'all were uh, the people who manufacture them or, or like are the reason behind them. But my homies send me stats all the time. Like me, we have a big group chat or we're, uh, we're, we're, we're sending next gen stuff. So I think y'all, y'all really help the game with those type of stats. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. No, hey, believe me, we love it. We got a great team that uh, works year round to make that happen. And, uh, it's always funny because. We're very. We know about it. You know about it. But certainly, you know, AWS uh, did a really nice job of the branding and stroking a hefty check to be the official uh, name recognition title sponsor. But a lot of pride for the Zebra Nation uh, in being able to support the NFL and players like you uh, with that real time data.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely great. It's it's you know it's been the game. It's made the game so much better. And when you dive deep into analytical stuff like that, you can only improve. So, you know, so I'm glad y'all
2: did that. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. And we're looking forward to seeing how that continues to revolutionize the game. And, you know, hopefully it will give you as players and, uh, you know, and your coaches, right? More access to data and so that you can, you know, all the hard work that you're putting in can be backed up with real data and, and scientific evidence, which is great. Uh, and, you know, kind of speaking of that RFID, I know you played in the East West Shrine Bowl game a couple of years ago. Did you get to take advantage of that RFID captured data during that game too? Did they share that with you all?
1: They didn't share it with us, but they definitely took note of it. Um, good. and, um, you know, so when it's pinpoint accuracy like that, you can't really hide anything, bro. So, I mean, I have pretty good numbers, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a great addition to the, to the game. And, you know, I'm, saying? I'm excited to see what y'all taking in the near future because I know y'all are going to explode with this. So
2: awesome. Yeah. That's great. Jeffrey Adam, anything to add on that?
0: Hey, I'm with you there. As far as the East West Shrine and the Senior Bowl, you know, those two all-star games have done a great job of giving players like Jeffrey, you know, a platform to show them even before draft of what they're seeing on the field, what they're seeing in video is, you know, now being compared to real-time NFL standards. And so that's a really cool platform to be able to have. And, you know, Jeffrey, man, we loved having you on today. I know our listeners will have as well. We're excited to hear how the rest of your uh, Zebra externship goes. And, um, you know, I hope you have an opportunity to uh, engage with many of Zebras and get a different flavor for what they do each and every day in the different markets and the critical infrastructure that they may support. But um, we're glad you're here. We wish you a great off season, And, of course, have a, a safe and a healthy, prosperous uh, 2023-24 football season. Absolutely,
1: man. Thank you all for having me. I had a great time. Anytime you want to talk, I'm down. Just uh, hit me up and we'll, we'll get it cracking,
0: man. It, this is fun. That's it. Be on the lookout for quite a few Zebra LinkedIn notifications, all right? <laughs>
2: Thank you. All righty. Well, my name's Hale Henches. This is Adam Petrus. And from Zebra Sports, we're signing off. Thank you.